0: Hey, good morning and welcome to New Life. We are so glad that you're here. Thanks so much for worshiping with us. We want to welcome all of you who are online with us today or, uh, walk, or worshiping in North Platte as well down in our uh, East venue. So thanks so much for being here. Are you guys excited to be at church today? Come on. All right. Good. Good. All right. I'm just going to tell you, you guys are going to have to like just pick it up a little bit, man. This, that 930 group, they were wound up. I mean, it was like crazy. So uh, you know, give me some energy, all right, a little bit. Okay. Very good. All right. Good, good, good. Good. So, hey, thank you so much for worshiping with us. We're kicking off a new series called Better Together. Yeah. All right, cool. If you don't know, nudge the person next to you on their side and be like, hey, I'm better because you're here. So, yeah, we're better together. I, in first service, some of the dudes were, dudes, men, were actually putting their arms around their wives. So, you can thank me later. Men, go ahead. That's your opportunity. So, no, I'm just kidding. So, you can do that. But, hey, we are excited for what God's doing. Hey, this is our life group kickoff Sunday. And so I don't know if you know much about life groups, and if you don't, I'm going to tell you all about it today, but we have 62 life groups that we're kicking off that start this week. So that's exciting. What did I, did I say 62? Okay, 62. So we're super excited about that. If you're not in a life group, um, then we would encourage you to get plugged in, hopefully, one of uh, my life groups, people were out there in the lobby, connecting with you, getting you a catalog. So go sign up, go find a life group. Um, you Go to mightylifechurch.com and register. And if you're, you're like, hey, I'm already in a life group, we need you to go to mininglifechurch.com and register yourself anyway. So that will be great. So yeah, God's gonna do some incredible things in us and through us, because we are truly better together. And if you've read your Bible before, you know that it doesn't, you don't have to go very far into the Bible to see that where God talks about us being better together. In Genesis chapter two, he talks about how we're better together. And it said, God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I'll make him a helper and a companion. So right then and there, you should go, you know what? I'm not that good and say, praise Jesus for other people. It's, and God designed us to be together. We need companionship and we need help a helpmate. We need helpers to come alongside and make us better. Amen? Amen. So if you think you got it all together, this is the wrong church. You can There's the exit right there. Just kidding. We're glad you're here. Just kidding. But yeah, truly, we need each other. And so I'm excited for what God's going to do. And all throughout the Bible, we see, we see other men and women in the Bible that have, um, have people around them that make them better. If you go a little bit further into Exodus, into the Bible, Exodus chapter 17, you see a guy by the name of Moses who is the, he's the leader of the Israelites at the time. He, leads, he led the Israelites out of, uh, out of Egypt. And he's got two guys, a guy named Aaron and Hur. Not a girl, a guy named Hur. And so they're his, his cronies. And so he's surrounded by these guys. And there's a moment in the story in chapter 17 where uh, Moses is holding the staff. And when he's holding the staff, the Israelites are winning the war. Pretty cool story, but every time went, or when his arms get tired and they start going down, what happens? They begin to lose. And so Aaron and her are like, "Dude, we're going to help you out, man. We want the Israelites to win, so we're going to come alongside you. You just sit down on this rock, and we're going to hold your arms up." Pretty cool story. So if you haven't read the story, go there. But there's a, there's other guys in the Bible. A guy named by the name guy uh, name, by the name of David. He had mighty men. He didn't always take the wise counsel of his mighty men, but we're going to give him some grace. We're not going to blame him because you don't always take the advice of good people as well, right? But David, he had people around him. And then we have Jesus, the son of God. He had 12 disciples surrounding him. And so we, we see it. It's biblical. We're better together. We need each other. So uh, the, there's the, statistics, the statistics even prove that we're 95% more likely to be productive when we surround ourselves with people. So if you surround yourself with people, you're going to be more productive in your work, in your school, in your marriage, and even spiritually when you surround yourself in biblical community. So what does biblical community look like? I don't know if you've been at New Life long. They're called a life group. But maybe you've gone to another church and it's called a cell group or it's called a small group, or, you know, who knows what they might have called them, but life groups are a group of people um, between 4 and 12, some are a little bit larger, maybe up to 20, but they're just a small group of people. On a given Sunday at New Life, there's going to be around 1,400 people. Do you know, I don't even have 1,400 people on my Facebook page, so I'm not that cool, but so I can't get to know everybody, and neither can you, but we can get to know the people in our life group, and we can grow together spiritually with each other, Amen. And so I want to encourage you to jump in because you're looking around and you're going, I don't even know her. I don't know him. I definitely don't know you. But hey, in a life group, we can get to know each other, get to know the names of the people and grow with each other. So our life groups, they're focused on giving life for today and hope for tomorrow. So I'm going to unpack that a little bit. Um, in, my, in my prayer time, I just felt like, since I just kind of stepped new into this role as the, the young adults and life group pastor, God just gave this to me and said, Nate, have life groups that give life for today and hope for tomorrow. So we're going to unpack that. And so if you if you're, haven't been in a life group, here's, here's uh, four things that you can expect in all of our life groups. No matter if it's an interest group, no matter if it's a sermon-based group, a focus group, you're going to find these four things that take place. How many people like sports? Anybody like sports? Yeah. Okay, you've watched ESPN before? Our acronym is ESPN. So these are, all, these are the four things that are going to take place. So the E stands for... Encouragement. 1 Thessalonians talks about, so speak encouraging words to one another. Isn't that cool? We're going to be a place where we're going to encourage one another. Whoa, I want to sign up for a live group today. You don't have to clap. That's just me being weird. So, so speak encouraging words to one another. That's what we're going to do. We're going to encourage each other. We're going to build up hope so you'll all be together in this. No one left out. No one left behind. Who's our hope? Jesus. Okay, if I ever ask a question or if any pastor ever asks a question in church and you don't know what the answer is, just say Jesus because you will be correct. But who is our hope? It's Jesus. Our hope is Jesus. And so we're going to encourage each other. I don't have enough time today to even share all the cool and encouraging things that God's been doing in my life. I can't. And probably you can't either. But that's where we come together and we go, man, look what God did. Let me share what God is doing in my life. This is what he's doing. And we get to encourage each other. So that's the E. The S stands for share scripture. We value Scripture here at New Life. We value it. It's God's word. It gives life. It sets people free. So every part of Scripture is God breathed and useful for useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. We value Scripture. Scripture, like I said, it encourages us. It, change, it transforms us. It even goes, you're being an idiot. You need to stop. Cool, right? Yeah. Some, of your, some parents are like, dude, I'll take the Bible. Yeah, just let me tell my kid that. Look, see, you're being an idiot. You need to read this. So there you go. There's a little tidbit on parenting. I'm not even a parent, so I got a dog. What do I know? So the P stands for prayer today. Prayer. We value prayer. First Thessalonians. Be cheerful no matter what. Pray all the time. Thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you who belong to Christ Jesus to live. We want to pray for one another in difficult times and exciting times. We want to thank God for what God is doing in your life when an exciting moment's taking place or a birth of a child or someone's getting married or whatever. Like yeah, man, well, Lord, we thank you for what you're doing as people are coming to know Christ. And then in the moments when it's difficult, we want to gather around each other and pray for one another because we need each other. We're better together. The N, the N stands for next step. We're going to challenge each other. Life groups are not just a place for us to get cozy and just to go, okay, cool, I'm just going to chillax and hang out. But no, we're going to challenge each other um, through God's word and through, as iron sharpening iron. So maybe you come to a life group and you've never been water baptized. we are say, hey, Maybe it's that next step that you need in your faith journey. Hey, you should do that. Walk in obedience to God's word. Get, get water baptized. Maybe uh, the attend one, serve one idea. You attend at 11 o'clock, and so I would encourage you. You're like, oh, I can get up a little bit early and come at 9.30 and serve. Maybe it's in the nursery. Maybe it's on the greeting team. Maybe the coffee connect. Maybe it's on mowing the lawns uh, at the church, or maybe it's a youth ministry on a Wednesday night or children's ministry on Wednesday night, wherever it is. We want to encourage you to attend what to serve, it's not just good enough for you to absorb what you know, the pastor may be speaking on a Sunday. You need to wring that thing out, amen? You need to be like a wet sponge and just wring it out and let God use you and speak through you. So serving, mission strips. If you've never been on a mission strip, we're gonna challenge you and encourage you to go on a mission strip. Some of you are like, Nate, I can't go. Maybe it's not gonna be a foreign mission strip. Maybe it'll just be a local mission strip down to the Jubilee Center. We're gonna challenge each other to step out and serve um, and use the hands and feet that God's given us. Amen? So that's what you're going to find in all of our life groups. Some of you are like, I don't want to sign up, Nate, at all. That sounds too intense and too crazy. But I get it. I understand. Some of you are like, I don't need a life group. I get up every morning with Hebrews and Jehovah Java. Coffee drinkers, anybody? You're like, dude, I get up every morning, me and Jesus, I'm good. Hebrews, Jehovah Java, I'll tell the joke again. Man, we're a little, Woo. You need some more coffee. Bring it in, folks. Okay, I'm just kidding. But you're like, I don't need a life group, I'm good. I'm good, but I would say why settle for good when you can be great in a life group? Because you yourself aren't that good, but when we surround ourselves around the body of Christ, we become great, great. We're gonna look at that, we're gonna unpack that today. Others of you are going, Nate, you haven't even seen my calendar schedule for the fall. You don't need, it's booked, I don't have any more time to, to put anything else onto my calendar. It's, I'm just, I'm tapped out. And I, and I would say we're all busy. I get it. We are a very busy, hectic-driven type of culture. But I want to ask us a hard question. Do you feel like in your busyness that you're surrendered to Christ or are you surrendered to the chaos of your calendar? I don't think any of you would go, yeah, it's okay to be surrendered to the chaos of your calendar. None of you would say, yeah, I'm going to fight for that one, Nate. You know, all of you would say, you know what? We need to be surrendered to Christ. We need to surrender to his will and his ways and bring him and let him be a part of what he wants to do in our daily life. So I got another question. How many of you like physicals? Anybody just love a physical? I didn't think so. There are no hands here. No hands. Nobody likes to be poked and prodded. No one one loves that. But... You know, we don't like the examination part, but we love the results, right? We love the results that make it worth it. If they come back and say, you know what? You are all good to go. You're healthy. You look great. Or if they go, hey, you know what? Your cholesterol levels are a little high. If you would just change this in your diet, that would help you out. No one likes the poking and the prodding, but everybody goes, well, thank you so much for the information. I really appreciate it. That's going to be very helpful. And that's the same way with the life group. Sometimes it can be a little difficult to step out into a life group and go, you know what? I'm gonna be a little vulnerable. It's gonna be a little difficult to go, you know what? I'm gonna sacrifice this time, this hour, this hour and a half each week to be in a life group. But I promise you, the results are gonna be well worth it. When you surround yourself around the body of Christ, there are gonna be people in there that have gifts and talents and abilities that you don't have. You're gonna hear stories of people's lives that have been transformed and changed who can encourage you and help you that might be going through, who have went through the same thing that you're going through. You got to make time. You got to make time. You got to make the most of it. I know it may be difficult initially, but I promise you, it's worth it. It's worth it. See, life groups are designed to add value and enhance your relationship with God and the Body of Christ, not to be a drag. Not like a physical. They're not going to poke and prod you too much. They're going to love you and encourage you and challenge you. The statistics are clear that those who attend a life group feel more connected at church. They see spiritual growth and they they feel more purpose and fulfillment in church and while away from church Monday through Saturday. How, about, how many of you want purpose and fulfillment? You want to walk away with the mission going, dude, ah, I feel excited. I've been, in, I've been at church on Sunday, and whatever week I go to a life group, man, I just feel more purpose and fulfillment. Because we're all better when we're in a life group. Not just you, but everybody. Your family, your coworkers, your employees, your neighbors, your roommate, your classmates, they all get a better version of you when you're in a life group because you're a Christ follower, Jesus is rubbing off on you. How many of you have phones? Anybody got a phone or a, a tablet or a computer? Yes, all of you do. You don't even have to raise your hands. You're like, come on, Nate, you're, stop. But we have them. Have you ever forgot to update your phone? Have you ever forgot to update your computer? And then you get a text message with this new emoji or you don't even get it. Your buddy's like, or your friend's like, hey, did you get the new emoji? And you're like, what are you talking about? Oh, you didn't do the update? No, I didn't. Well, dude, you got to get the update. What happens when we don't update our phones? Everything runs slower. We miss out on things. It just slows the process of life. We feel less efficient. And it's the same way with a life group. You need to look at a life group as a weekly update for a better version of yourself. It's it's a better version of yourself when you're allowing yourself to say, you know what, God, I'm going to set aside this time. My life is crazy and I'm busy, but God, I set aside this time for you to update, to download your presence, to download your spiritual wisdom and your purpose and your mission into my life. Not only do you get better, but we all get better. So we're going to look at that whole scheduling piece. Joyce Meyer, she has a great uh, quote that says, spending time with God is the key to our strength and success in all areas of life. Be sure that you never try to work God into your schedule, but always work your schedule around him. Very powerful statement just jumped out at me, hit me right in the chops. I was like, yeah, you're right. When I look at my schedule and the busyness and all the things that I got planned, where does God fit in this thing? So what does that look like to to manage and to set my schedule around him and not just my own self? Point number one today is we need to intentionally plan in moments that give life for today. You're going to have to plan in those moments that give life for today. Our initial reaction is going to go, on the, to put the things on the calendar are the things that go, you know what, these are the things I have to get done. These are to-dos. These are the things I have to get accomplished. And my mom taught me something a long time ago. Um, and a give life for today moment is called a get-to moment, not a have-to moment initially all of us are going to go these are the things i have to get done those are the things that are going to try to suck the life right out of you but you need to schedule in get to moments that give life for today so i got just a a question for you is spending or having a personal time with god is that a get to or have to moment jesus or you can just say jesus if you don't know but (laughs) it's a personal time with jesus that's a get to moment you don't have to there's no longer no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. If you miss a moment with the Lord, relax. Don't beat yourself up. Don't allow the enemy to beat, your, beat you up with lies. It's okay, but it's a get-to moment that can grow you, strengthen you, cause you to be just a Better. And so Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says this. And so some of you may already feel like this. You're, you're already tired because you've like, I've looked at my calendar. Dude, the next four months are gonna be crazy, Nate. And so some of you are tired. Anybody tired? Worn out, maybe? Burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life, it says. I'll show you how to take a real rest. We all need that. We all need that. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I mean, I could just make a prayer right there, and we could all go home because that's what we need. Am I right? In a culture where we live just high strung, make it happen, go, 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 rah, rah, team. Woo! Dude, I, I haven't even done anything, and I just look at my schedule, and I'm like, whoa, I'm wiped. And so today, God wants us to find His rhythm. Maybe it's a little bit of slowing down, being purposeful. Keep running at the same intensity of what your calendar shows of all the things you've got to do, but just scheduling in, get two moments that give life for today. This is what my mom taught me. So growing up in North Platte, I'm the oldest of there's three of us, three boys. It's me, and then I have a brother Matt, and then my brother Jordan. And every morning my mom would get us up for breakfast and she would cook us breakfast. I don't remember a day ever where I ate cold cereal or a Pop Tart. Cold cereal was something that you ate as a snack out of a Tupperware bowl with a half a gallon of milk and a big spoon as a snack before you went to bed. And so my mom was always buying milk and always buying cereal. My favorite cereal is Fruity Pebbles. I love it. Oh, it's my favorite. And it still bugs my wife to this day. She's like, do you have a big enough bowl? And I'm like, babe, this is the biggest popcorn bowl that I can find in our house and the biggest spoon we got. So every morning, my mom would get us up and she'd say, what do you want? Every morning, pancakes and eggs for me. My brother, Matt, he, always, he, he wanted a uh, French toast. And then my brother, Jordan, he got waffles. Every morning, what an awesome mom, right? Crazy, I don't know. I don't, I don't think they make moms like that anymore. I'm just kidding. But she would do that. And then we'd come down and we'd sit at the table and we'd eat and she, or we'd pray and then we'd eat and then she'd share a, d- a daily devotion with us. And you know how kids can get like, come on, mom, do we have to listen to this? Can't we just eat our food in peace and be quiet? And she says, you have to get up and eat your breakfast every morning so you get to listen to me share God's word today. She had to get up every morning and wake us up. She got us up. It was something in her routine she had to do, but she took a moment each and every day, a get-to moment that says, you know what? I'm gonna speak truth and life into my boys. So you can't tell me there's not moments in your day where you can't set aside a get-to moment that is divined and set apart by God for you to speak truth and life, either into yourself or to somebody else. You gotta look for those moments. Listen to the Holy Spirit. I don't know what those look like for you, but Carve it out. Look at your schedule and go, oh man, what is that? that Okay, God, yeah, I can definitely put in a give life for today moment right there. And it can transform and change us. Because like God, all of us have have have-tos. We all got to get stuff done. Maybe you're a mom like my mom. You know, you guys are busy ladies with this full schedule and you're often the first people to rise and the last ones to go to bed. You're prepping meals, you're getting kiddos, you know, haircuts, changing diapers, homework, snuggles, appointments, and that's all before 8 o'clock in the morning. You're like, you've you got it going on. And then after school, it's like dropping them off at dance and recitals and game practices and you're picking them up and you're just running all over the place to meet your children's needs. Hashtag mom life is hectic. Can I get an amen? Come on, ladies, I'm speaking to you. And if you're a dad in that role, hashtag dad life, hectic. It's difficult. There's a lot of things going at us. A lot of things come at us. But in midst of all of that, I want to share a story of a mom with a lot of craziness going on in her life. She took a get-to moment where she made life groups a priority, and here's her story. She says, I can tell you that the last four months have been a process of me being sifted. Every part of my life has been touched. I lost my job and therefore my identity. I was challenged with difficult parenting moments as my child suffered from major depression. I was up against some hard marriage issues in so many other areas. I can tell you without my tribe, that's what they call their life group, I know I wouldn't be standing without them pointing me to Christ, lifting me up and being there for the gut-wrenching moments. I wouldn't have anyone to celebrate how great God really is. And through all of this, I've seen his hand restore my life. That's how we're better together. When you set aside time to be together in biblical community. Because what's going to happen is is the pressure and the stress and the chaos and the real life battles are going to come and they're going to say, you know what, you don't have time for the Lord and you don't have time for a life group. And let me tell you today, that's the one thing that you, those are the two things that you need the most. Your relationship with God and a biblical community that can come around you, support you, to lift you up, to encourage you. Amen. The second way we get better together is when you plan in time for relationships that give hope for tomorrow. So what does that really mean? You have to have friends today so they can be there for you tomorrow. You have to have friends today. When life throws you a curveball, in this life the Bible says you will have difficulty. When a difficult moment comes, you've got to have friends today. You can't expect everybody to read your mind and go, dude, I think she's having a really bad day. I mean, maybe we can, like, all the nonverbals and the verbals of, like, you're flustered, you're upset, maybe we can read those and, like, what's going on? But we can't all read your mind, and you can't expect people just to run in and go, I don't even know your name, but here I am. You've got to build friendships and relationships now so that people can be there to be your hope tomorrow. Anybody have ever have to move? Anybody? Have you ever had to move? Right? Some of you are on the front row. You're getting ready to move this week. I, yeah. You can't do it alone, can you? can you? You can't. You, you cannot move alone. It's, it's too difficult. You need someone to help you move the refrigerator. You need someone to help come alongside you to help you pick up, you know, the furniture. We need people in difficult moments and in moments like, hey, dude, we're moving to a new home. I love, I love young adult life groups. I've, I've seen that over and over and over. It's like, hey, dude, we're moving into an apartment. Can you help us? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We'd love to come help you. Yesterday, I heard of a life group that went over and they helped kind of cut some people's limbs down and then they're like, hey, we're gonna help you haul it away. People get together in life. Your battle, your struggle doesn't have to be your own. You can share it with people because there are people that wanna come underneath you and lift you up and encourage you in the moment. Don't be a lone ranger. Don't be a lone ranger. Ephesians, or Ecclesiastes 4 says this, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Who wants to fall alone? That's right, I I didn't see any hands. No one's going, yeah, dude, I want to be by myself. It's not in our nature, it's not the way God created us. We're better together. It's not good for man to be alone. So, my question is for you today in a crisis who are you going to call at 3 o'clock in the morning? Do you have anybody? Who comes to mind when something's happening? Difficulty in a marriage. Somebody to pray for you. Who are you going to call at 3 o'clock? Who do you call to celebrate your victories with? Man, I got to tell you what, this is awesome. Look what God's doing. Who are you celebrating those with? Are you just having a party by yourself? If you don't have any friends, I'd encourage you to humble yourself. Humble yourself and ask. Get connected like this person did. Here's another life group story. Before I got plugged in into new life, I was really struggling. I just moved and didn't have much for friends. I found myself really lonely. At my lowest, God tugged at my heart, encouraging me to reach out, which led me to contact a new life pastor who got me connected with a life group. Nearly a year later, I've never felt more at home in a church church community than I do now. This life group motivated me to start coming to New Life regularly and to get involved in different ministries in the church and my community. Since attending New Life, I've made the life group friends that I've always prayed and hoped for. I have found vision, purpose for my life, and and my passions. And most of all, I have found a place I can call home in this church and in my life group. Today, if you find yourself lonely, I'd encourage you to reach out. Our pastoral staff, we don't bite, we're here to serve you well. We want to walk with you. We want to encourage you. We want to help you find your place at New Life. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of resources. There's a lot of people that have similar stories as you do. We want to help you get connected, help you find life in a life group. First Peter says this in, in chapter four, ten. It says, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. You have a unique story, unique gifts. None of us are created the same, thank the Lord. And so I want to encourage you, use your gifts and your talents and your abilities for the glory of God. Who knows how your gift, your story can impact the person that maybe might be sitting in the same row as you today. But how are you going to know? You're just going to walk up like, dude, what's your story? That's awkward, weird, don't talk to me. But you might hear that story in a life group at just the right moment, at just the right time that goes, man, dude, God, how did you know that was specifically for me? How did you know that I needed to hear that? Well, he knows you. He created you. See, I believe that that God gets the greatest joy and pleasure, pleasure watching us serve one another. God wants us to serve one another. I mean, why else were we created but to serve God and to serve each other with the gifts that he's given us? Rick Warren has a quote that said, God God wants you to make a difference in his world. He wants to, to work through you. But what matters the most is not the duration of your life, but the donation of it. Not how long you lived, but how you lived. So I'm asking you today, would you deposit, if you haven't been in a life group ever, if you've never been in a life group at New Life today, will you take a moment to commit to being in a life group? You'll be better for it, and the people around you will be better for it. I want to challenge you to be someone's hope today and allow them to be your hope tomorrow. Be somebody's hope today and allow them to be your hope tomorrow. Who who knows how God's going to use you guys together as a team, as a family, as a community to grow and shape and transform each other's worlds. Here's another story of someone who found hope in a life group. Well, let me start by saying this. I wouldn't be where or who I am today if it hadn't been for the men in my men's group that have helped me the last couple years. Last Thursday, I was three years clean. I don't think I would have made it this far without these guys. People often ask me, how'd you stay clean? And I always tell them about my men's life group. I've never even heard of a life group before, New Life, so I wasn't even sure what to expect. But these men quickly became my closest friends that I have. We push each other to be better husbands, fathers, and leaders. We hold each other accountable, and together we dig deep into God's word. Surrounding myself with godly men who are hungry for the Lord has been the best thing that's ever happened to me and my family. Lives are transformed and changed in life groups. You know that. You've heard it. You're like, Nate, don't say life group one more time. I got it. But what are you going to do with it today? Is God tugging at your heart saying, hey, everything that you are missing that you think is you know, not being fulfilled, I have a place for you. I have a place for you. It's not by accident that you showed up at this church on this Sunday. I have a place for you. God knows you by name. He's calling you. He's drawing you to a place of community and relationship with him and his people. So today, as I as I wrap up, what do you need to do? Do you need to go back and look at your calendar this week and go, okay, I need to put some Jesus in this thing? Or maybe is it, hey, I I need to reach out and be a friend so that I can have friends. I need to reach out to Nate or one of the other New Life pastors, Pastor Dave out in North Platte, and go, hey, would you help me get connected somewhere? Maybe today it's going racing home or even before you leave, jumping on the Wi Fi and going, hey, I'm going to join a group. The last thing, though, is if you don't have a, right, you're a relationship with God, I'd, inc- I'd encourage you to start there first. We are better when He and I are better together. Start your relationship there with Christ. Today, as we join the worship team in worship, respond to the Lord however it is He's speaking to you. But let's respond to Him. Would you stand with us today? So today, God, we love you, and we want to respond to you as you speak to us. God, we thank you for your desire for community and connecting. We thank you that you use people to speak truth and life and encouragement to us. And so today, God, may we not let busyness of a schedule Or the awkwardness of meeting new people keep us from being in community with you and others. God, we desire, we long to be in community. God, may we never, may we not walk out of this place ever feeling alone. May we know that we have brothers and sisters in Christ who want to come alongside and walk with us. So today we commit to you to walk in obedience because we are truly better together. You and I, and us and your people. God, your church is the hope of the world. And so when we form the bond of Christ and the unity together, there's nothing that's unstoppable for you. So God, we respond to you today in worship and in adoration. We love you today. And all God's people said, amen. Let's worship him.